Hey, 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 YouTubers and friends, how y'all doing tonight? Good to see all of you here. Friends from all over the world. Um, I hope you are all well. I'm doing better. I was a little sick last week, but I'm much better now. Uh, tonight, with Toledo Just Dano and I and Rose, can't forget our vixen, uh, we have Greg Me Minor joining us tonight. Um, so, you know what I'm going to say now, right? Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey, YouTubers and friends. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Tuesday Night Hangout Live with Toledo Jess, Dano, the Treasure Vixens, and I. I bought that in California. That's a sniping tool. Your, your mics are hot. Your mics are hot. Your mics are hot. Well, we're just talking about turkey basers, guys. That's it. Promising tool. I didn't say nothing like, you know, an impregnation device or nothing. <laughs> so what, what, what was that all about, Ed? Warning us that our mics were hot? When do you start doing that? Yeah. I think, like, he just comes on and snickers. <laughs> I I thought I'd be nice, Jesse. I thought I'd be nice, you know. Okay. Instead of seeing how far I could go, you know. But you you okay. should hear these people sometimes when they think the mic's cold. <laughs> oh. Hi, Rose. Hi, Dano. Guys. Hi, guys. Hope you had a good week. Hope it hasn't been too long, too busy. It oh, is only me. Tuesday. But... Well, you know, since, since last Tuesday. That's, you know. uh, I, I was sick for a week since last Tuesday. Oh, I'm sorry to hear it. Uh, but hey, it is what it is, Rose. It is what it is. I, I had a great weekend at Gold Rush Days and came home, did the show on Tuesday, and then I was sick all week. No oh, bummer, man. Uh, it is what it is. You coming you coming back around? You feeling better now? Oh, did yeah. You, did you have the flu? No, I didn't have the cum flu. Okay. I I don't know how I'd find out anyway because I'm not going to get a swab shoved down my nose. I can still taste. So. You just had um, the tired working flu. No, not at all. I was in bed for two and a half days straight feeling like crud. Uh... Well, let's uh, let's say hi to our chat room here. All our friends are in. Lots of people in here. Well, yeah, because we have the world's famous me minor in the house tonight. That's what I hear. You know, he's he's a big celebrity here on YouTube. Oh, I and... see. Manus, how are you tonight? It's Mark Miller. What's up, Mark? Mrs. Mrs. JP and the Bulldogs. What's up, girl? JP Lonsenmore is in here, too. Don't forget our bestest person out there, Mr. Lodak. Don't forget to mention oh, him. Oh, the best. world's greatest moderator. 
Dennis Hendricks. My oh, brother, right. Moto Mining. We have Mark Miller. I looked, I looked at that. I was going to say outdoorsy gal, but I look closer. It's outdoor. <laughs> <laughs> Gold Pro Unlimited, thank you very much for the super chat. What's up, Benzo? Benzo Gold and James. What's up, James? Smith Gold's in here, Jeff. What's up? Hey, Jeff. Paul Davis. Uh, Jeff Smith Gold says hi, Greg. So, hello. Energy Og, what's up? Marcos, hello from back to you in Portugal. Terry Marshall is here. Jason AU, Colorado. Hi, Energy Girl. How are you tonight? How's the girls? They would be, uh, Terry Marshall, good to see our friend from down under, William. I Energy Og says, Greg, I'll be heading your way next week on the Hardy A. Oh, what? Hardly A. Davidson. <laughs> on the Hardly A. Davidson. I'm Must be a Honda or something. Fumas <laughs> uh, Falls. Let me know if you will be home and we can get together. <laughs> that was for When's you. When is he going to be here? Is it? Yeah, was it uh, next week? Or when do you say? Next week. That next narrows week. it down. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you say probably Jason around. Will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hi, oh, oh and, and it's a Kawasaki. I mean, Kawasaki. So, uh, sorry, high energy. I had a That's Kawasaki a long time ago. Good bike. Even in Wayne, my Pete. first bike was a nine. Oh. So it looks like we said hi to everybody. Wayne just showed up. I said hi to Wayne Peter. Did we miss anybody? Uh, Atlantis. Rary and exotics. Mm. Uh, Rag says hello from Ontario. Greetings, everyone. Yeah, we we have a few of you Ontarioans in the house, usually. Except for some of yeah, those Chrissy's British. Mark Marcos, how are you? Yeah, Chrissy's here quite a bit, usually. Yeah. Oh, um, you know, you know, outdoors Gallo. Oh yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah, we uh, we've uh, we've even gone ice fishing together. Oh, that's awesome. That's. Oh. Yeah. Uh, she spoke very very highly about that. Um, believe it was with your daughter. Her and Johnny and you yep. and your daughter. daughter. Right, and, and one of my daughter's boyfriends. So. I'm paying but yeah, it was a good time. Caught some fish. Wally, thank you that. for the super chat. 
Where's Daisy and Shelby? I don't know what you're talking about. Shelby's running around somewhere here. Oh, okay. Uh, Daisy, Daisy tries to avoid Shelby as much as she can. Shelby <laughs> chews her ears. <laughs> ah, your dogs. Oh, yeah. But Shelby's, Shelby's now five months old, so she's getting better. <laughs> still still too rambunctious to take to cobalt. Hey, Susan. Susan Hamilton's in the house tonight. Hi, hey, Susan. Benzo bro. Taco time. Well, leave it up. Because you don't want to miss when we give away three giveaways courtesy of Greg. Um, oh, shoot. I need to bring up that email so I can show it. <laughs> um, I'll give you a sneak peek of it now. But you know how we roll here, right? We don't... We don't do giveaways to get you people in here. We do giveaways as a reward for you being here. <laughs> see, see how I am now? Um, but they're beautiful, uh, as I said, courtesy of Greg. Uh, I actually have some, and they're polishing up really nice. I, I'm wet sanding them, and they're becoming beautiful silver ore slabs. But you never know when one of them are going to happen. So, gotta be yeah. in it to win it, guys. Gotta be here. Gotta be yeah. here to win it. That's right. And uh, what's your radius, Greg? Global or Canada, North America, or within walking distance. <laughs> I driving fourteen hours, maybe seventeen hours. I intended this year to go to Thunder Bay, which be seventeen hours. Didn't make it because I got hurt, and and then there were forest fires. <laughs> Beyond that. Uh, I, I usually fly and I've still got gold claims in British Columbia and, and hope to actually get more. If I, if I get a decent claim, something to spend some, some time on, I will drive out there. Then I take my dogs, I can take a gun, I can take a camper. It would just be so much more pleasant. Well, I, I think Ed was asking you about your shipping. <laughs> yeah. By who? Your shipping. How far will you ship? Global? Oh, oh, well, yeah. I'll, if if I'll try anywhere, I'll ship anywhere. If if for some reason it's not allowed, maybe it'll even sneak through. Who knows? Okay. Well, I just say that because we have some Portuguese here. Uh, yeah. We have some Aussies here, and some of those British Columbia guys. You know. Um, oh, they're uh, the worst. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Andy? <laughs> Andy Thrax Mining, how are you doing? And Moto. Um, oh, look who's in the house. Radio is late. A little late. 
you know, Ronald, in your case, late isn't necessary than better than not at all. Remember that, buddy. <laughs> it's okay, Andy Thrax. Uh, late is better than never, buddy, but you're not Ronald. You're, right. you're not our friend, Ert Radio. Special. <laughs> hey, Klondike Mike, how you doing? Hey, Klondike Mike, how are you tonight? Uh, you, you know we love you, Ronald. That's why we give you so much grief, buddy. So, so Greg, you just, just now inadvertently mentioned that you would travel 17 miles to go somewhere. Hours. 17 hours. 17 hours. I'm sorry, not miles. Hours. Oh, Sounds yeah. about like and us. What's and in I'm there? still in Ontario. Yeah, what's still in, in Ontario. What all do you have hmm. in that radius? Well, 17 hours to be Thunder Bay, which is amethyst, silver, uh, a little bit of copper, and some agates. On the way, maybe some pudding stone, you know, some other, some other rocks and minerals on the way. Yeah. It would be a fun trip. So you're based out of Canada? <clears throat> I'm I'm just outside Toronto. I'm just east north northeast of Toronto. Yeah, I can hit Toronto Airport in 45 minutes if I take the toll road. You uh do you take trips to the US? Well, you know, in, up until recently? Yeah, recently we're restricted. Uh Bo Aquachigger wants me to go down. I I really want to go to Ohio and look for some, and go to the, the church that's there. That looks amazing. Beautiful. Um, and I have never gone for the Herkimer diamonds. So I wouldn't mind trying that too. Fun place. Well, we went there. We had a good time there. Yeah, yeah. I bet you. Yeah, that's a fun place. That was neat. Yeah, I bet you. What, what, what did you want to see here in Ohio? Uh, uh, Flint Ridge. Flint Ridge, there you go. Oh, okay, Flint Ridge, awesome. Yeah, I, I got a, I got a friend who was there. He said that a lot of the people were, were harvesting flint for napping to make arrowheads and things, and they were tossing the real colored rocks over to one side. <laughs> and he said, from a, a driving distance, now he lived in the around Niagara Falls, a, a driving distance to Niagara Falls that is by far the absolute best place to go for premium rock. I, uh, hey, you can't go wrong. I went up and, and visited Ed, Dano, and Jeff. Oh, you know what? We were in Indiana, but they sold shirt there. Um, I got enough to tumble, and oh, it's so easy to tumble. It comes out so beautiful. It really does. It's very, it's very easy. I, I'd recommend it for beginners. Yeah, yeah. If, if beginners, if they want to tumble, should either use Jasper's. Mm -hmm. I'd water magnet thrower. <laughs> There's a buddy that just popped in. Cool. Um, yeah, the, the first the first tumbles you do should either be Jasper, which is just another name for chert, mm -hmm. or agate, which yep. is another silica. It's yep. quartz. Yeah. Yep. Could agree more. It's just so easy peasy. You throw it right. Yeah, it's here. forgiving. Yeah. It's very forgiving. <laughs> uh, nice designs. Polishes up well. You can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's really gorgeous. Mm -hmm. 
Where some people think, hey, I'm just going to go down the beach and collect pretty rocks mm -hmm. and throw them in a tumbler. Mm -hmm. And typically they're disappointed. That's how come there's a whole bunch of fairly new tumblers that come up for sale. They sit in a cupboard for about three, four years. Right. And then they sell them for dirt cheap. Yeah. Uh, do you do a traditional rotary tumbler or have you tried the vibratory tumblers? <laughs> okay, little story. I have working about four or five rotary tumblers. I got a bunch of broken ones too that right, I, right, yeah. and, and you know what really breaks them is the silver. I did have a, uh, a vibe and I broke it with silver. Yeah. Oh, okay. It just, you know, that center pin that goes up completely uh -huh. snapped because of the weight. Wow. So at some point I'll probably get a lotto and I'll just be a little more careful with it. So was it, uh, just, I mean, so silver is obviously a little bit heavier then. Is, I guess, is, yeah. it, is it hard as well? Is it? No, it's not especially hard. It, it's, uh, it's in around the calcite, which is five mm -hmm. on the oh, moss. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so it, that, that's not the problem. Now, these rocks are mixed with other minerals. But where I go, it's typically either nickel or which is nickeline or cobalt. And uh, the cobalt tends to be a little bit harder, is it? Or softer? Might be a little bit softer. And maybe the nickel's harder. I don't know. Anyway, they, they, they all slice up, they all tumble if you're careful. Um, the, the cobalt, if it's pure cobalt, tends to be really crumbly. But any of those will, will polish up like, a, like chrome. Well, it's interesting. Cobalt is. is isn't it cobalt a metal? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yes. Never put the two and two together. I know it's highly toxic. Yeah, especially when it's mixed with arsenides. <laughs> <laughs> Double whammy. Yeah, I don't know why it never even crossed my mind. So I want to I want to dive into a couple questions. Uh, if any, if the guys don't mind, or they will stop me. <laughs> we won't stop you, Rose. I'm going to go roll up my window real quick okay. in my I, truck. So We always try to watch uh, videos of guests that we're, we're going to see, and sometimes we get to do a quick sneak peek, and today i got to do some binging. I, I could not stop watching some of your videos. And I ended on the one where you found um, – well, give me a second. got to think of uh, how – I Googled it, and now I can't forget um, – it was a pyrite. It was a rare pyrite or. Um... Oh, 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 that one. Yes. Yeah, that one, that one's got a story. I would love to hear more about it. I only got a clip of it and then I had to stop watching it and I was, I was dying to know. Yeah, so there is one mine east of me, maybe an hour and a half drive, called the Memorin, or it's outside a town called Marmara. And there was a big iron mine there that was, had an awful lot of different minerals. Great place to collect when it was under different ownership. It's been closed up now for four or five years at least to collecting. People still sneak in, but that, that seems to me to be a waste of time. I'd be able to drive into where the rock piles are, pick what I want, stick it in the back of my truck and drive out, you know? <laughs> I, I wouldn't, and as well, they've got security guards there, so I sure wouldn't go in. So from that mine, I found, 
I found some rocks that I thought were somewhat interesting. When I put them into the acid, I think I put them into muriatic. Sometimes I put them into vinegar. It does the same thing. Vinegar is a bit slower, quite a bit slower, but it's, it's a little bit safer. Um, stuck it in the muriatic. It dissolved down to something and I went, I don't really see anything interesting. So I ran it through my saw, just a tile saw. And I post videos, wins or fails. So it's a win or it's a fail, it doesn't matter. Because we all learn from it. Right. <laughs> this one, as soon as I posted it, and I'd actually taken the two halves and thrown them in my garden because I didn't see anything that was interesting. Kind of this, this one gray crystal was in there and it was obvious. I had uh, a lady from my rock and mineral club phone me, email me, text me, and said, what you found is extremely rare, especially for that mine. It's worth big money. Uh, no. Nah. But the next weekend, I was supposed to go north, uh, north uh, place outside Tomogamy to meet some people, do some collecting. And there is there was a, a fellow there that is well known on the internet. I won't name him, but he, he he's he's a a major buyer and seller of rare rocks. And I showed him this thing and boy did he want it. And he actually offered me money for it. And I went, yeah, then I'll keep it. I've since lost it, of course. I have no idea where it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that was that crystal. It was it was nothing to look at. It was considered expensive because it's rare. And especially rare for that particular mine. I don't think anyone else had found one before me was at it, that mine. What um, was it called? It was uh, a form of pyrotype. Thank you, pyrotype. Thank no, no, you. No, yeah, py not, not, not pyrite, but pyrotype. Right. And yeah, yeah. And I'm sure since then I looked at the rock and went, eh, <laughs> not my garden is full of rocks. Actually, if somebody wanted to rock hound and find probably some pretty good rocks or especially metal detect my garden is a great place to start one of the little stories is my daughter loves anything with an engine so she's got a sled she's got a motocross bike she claims both of my atvs um etc and it's a two-car garage so it's kind of full what she'd like to do is just hang out down there and maybe work on something, maybe just hang out with her, with her friends. And at the very back wall, I had it loaded with my best silver from years ago. I've since got silver in a bunch of different places. But, so the back wall of the garage loaded with silver, but she decided she really needed to clean it out. So my silver is from the garage, which like I said, I considered some of my best. She just tossed it in the garden. <laughs> and so I probably have somewhere, somewhere in just the front garden, probably like one ton of silver. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I guess your daughter is not that into any form of pounding then? Ooh. Not at all. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, uh, I took her up to Cobalt and prior to us getting there, they had some machines in and they moved 
a bunch of rock. They'd actually taken a mound that was probably 30 meters high. I don't know how wide, you know, 70, 80 meters wide. And they moved it all to another part of the, uh, of the mine. And they also had dug out where some shafts were to inspect them and then reburied them. So now this whole area is fresh rock. I get there and I'm super excited. There's actually a number of locals out there. I bet you when we arrived, there were 15 people with metal detectors, but you couldn't walk, you couldn't move your coil, you know, what would do a two, three foot swing uh -huh. without hitting a decent target. And it was, eh, eh, okay, pull that up. All these things are on the surface. But it was her first year with the hunting license. And I told her, let's go to Cobalt because there's some good bird hunting up there. And I took an ATV. So we hit this place and I said, I'd really like to do 20 minutes, half an hour, see, what, see what's going on. At 20 minutes, it was, Dad, Dad, can we go? Can we go hunting? <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> And, and I had a detector for her, but she was just not interested. Um, I tried to interest her by saying, okay, here's a signal, you dig it up, you get to keep it. Hey, it's silver, you can sell it. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. So we went hunting. <laughs> <laughs> some people get the bug, some people don't, I suppose. My daughter's not that interested either. She really isn't. I'm hoping maybe she gets a little older, she'll change her mind, but right now she could care less. Well, you know, you know what I need? Whatever. Uh, it, it was a lot of people that we've had on this show is that when they were younger, they were introduced to, you know, either gold processing or, or, you know, painting or metal detecting or, or whatever uh, their dad or parent was into. And they didn't know, they didn't really get into it until later, later on in life. They go, oh, you know what? I remember that was fun. Let me do that again. And all of a sudden they're, they're hooked. Yeah. You know, I've noticed yeah. that. Or, or she needs the boyfriend that's into it. Uh-huh. And then I'm right, golden. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he likes it, she likes it. <laughs> yep, yep. And so even, even when it comes to, so it's not, it wasn't just a silver. I took her out west. Uh, we actually uh, joined up with Pioneer Polly. I'm sure you guys all know him. Oh, yeah. So we joined up with Polly and, and messed around with him. And then we uh, jumped on a plane and went to Whitehorse, so in the Yukon, and then drove down to Atlin. So we, we did, we, we had a pretty good trip. It lasted, I don't know, two, three weeks. And even in the gold, what she is more interested in is whether or not that same creek had fish. <laughs> a true hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, what she did like, though, was the four-wheel driving, especially mm -hmm. even though it was in a rental, I'd, I'd, I'd pass the car over and let her drive it, and she liked that. Although some of those roads are pretty uh, spooky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, once again, binging on these videos, I would say almost every video I saw where you were using, you said muric acid? Muratic. Muratic acid, you would yeah. say. This is not a how-to video, and you wouldn't touch to you wouldn't yeah. touch, you know down on this acid. Is that something you have to have a license for? Are you worried about somebody using it and hurting themselves? Well, it, it depends what country you're in. 
I, I don't think they sell it in Great Britain because there's been too many acid attacks. But in uh, the U.S. and Canada, uh, you can you can buy it at almost any hardware store, and certainly any store that sells uh, pool cleaning equipment, equipment, outdoor pools, or hot tubs. They use muriatic to to spike the water. It's it's hydrochloric acid. It's what you can buy is somewhat diluted. If you're going to play with rocks, you dilute it again. I like going something to the effect of four to one or five to one, mm -hmm. you know, five being the water. And uh, still, if you splash yourself in the eye, you're in trouble. If you get it on your skin and don't wash it up right away, it'll actually burn the layer off your skin. Wow. It, uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's not a toy. And then when you're done, you have to dispose of it. It, it's actually beautiful as a weed as a weed killer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so some people dump it in the, Yeah, dump it in your flower garden. Bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to dump it on your cement either. Unless no, you want no, to well, etch it. Well, yeah, if you want to etch it. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll it'll clean your uh, cement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I use it for cleaning up uh, crystals and stuff. So right. you're at, you know, get the, all the excess dirt and all the, the stains off of it. Have uh, you yourself injured yourself using the acid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I'm talking from experience. <laughs> yeah. Life is a great teacher. <laughs> yeah, and you you want to be careful about the fumes. Also, can be very dangerous. Yeah, oh yeah, don't it definitely use it outside yeah, or in a well area. And yes, another case of using proper PPE. <laughs> so, um, how long? Right. How long? So compared to vinegar. How much faster are your results? If you don't mind me asking, if you don't want to talk about it, we can drop it. But I'm just, I'm, I'm super curious. No, no, that's fine. It's a, it's a good talk. <laughs> so it depends how much you dilute it. It also depends which vinegar you use. There are some stronger vinegars. You can actually speed vinegar up by heating it. So put it in your outdoor barbecue or something and it, it'll, it'll do a bit faster. But something that maybe was in vinegar for three days, you could do in three hours in muriatic. Okay. Just as kind of a general rule. Yeah, and diluted muriatic. Yeah, so it yeah, is so it is much faster. Like when you I'm, when you put a we say you put Elsa. Go ahead. Well, it just I was gonna have you reiterate because we just had a question come through. Uh, say, do you neutralize muriatic acid before disposing? Oh, that's, yeah, okay. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's a good idea. And and you can just use baking soda for that. Okay. Yeah. Especially, you know, you don't want to dispose of it anywhere where while it's still wet or on the surface that a kid or an animal could run through. That'd just be bad. Okay, right. I was like sitting in my head. I've got, oh man, you. I don't know if you guys have watched these videos or not, but he takes a very ordinary looking rock 
you know, and he knows that, um, oh gosh, you have to forgive me. It's, it's been a long day. You'll see a lot of, is it the calcite that you're getting rid of? Calcite or blackstone, yeah. Yeah, so you'll, you'll see the calcite or the, the blackstone and it's just a very ordinary rock and he puts it in this acid and then when it comes out, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a little lottery of what you're gonna find in there. Yeah, a lot of times though, what, what you look for before you waste acid on just a rock is look for something on the outside. And then you have to determine what it is on the outside that you think you may want to keep because some things are affected and some things are unaffected by these acids. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's something called a solub solubility table so you can, you can look up, just Google solubility table, and it'll tell you the various kinds of acids and what's affected, slightly affected, or not affected. Kind of important to know, otherwise you may have a good crystal in there and destroy it. Just use something. Use the wrong acid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you dealt with that yourself? Oh, sure. I've, I've destroyed a lot of samples. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, um, do you sell any of uh, your pieces or are you just a collector? I mostly give them away, to be honest. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a hunter. I like, I like exploring, I like finding, I like playing with it, and then I kind of lose interest. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't, I, I don't normally sell. Amy sold a few things for me uh, just because she wanted the money. I've once in a while, you know, every, like everybody, you sell something, but I don't, because I've got the YouTube channel, I don't want to get myself in trouble and be the example from the authorities. Mm -hmm. And in Canada, if it's a public place where you're collecting, if you turn around and sell those rocks, it's actually illegal. Uh -huh. You can trade them. You can... You know, you can use them for your own collection. You can trade them. But as soon as you start selling, and a lot of people are, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't say it's a bad thing for them to sell, but I, I just don't want to get myself in that sort of trouble. I don't want to be made the example of. Yeah. And then other places, they've actually, in order to take the rock out of even their own claim, they've got to file certain paperwork and get the nows, uh, the notice of works and, it's not as simple as it sounds. And so if I get permission to be in someone's place, I don't want to get them in trouble. So it just makes life simpler by saying, hey guys, I don't have a store. I'm not, uh, I'm not selling. Hmm. Well, I think people appreciate the giveaways anyway. Do you okay, I, I heard uh, two things there. It was people ahead, appreciate. Jeff. Well, I said you're not selling, but you'll trade for some paper. No. Oh. <laughs> I'd rather tra trade for some PM. What are you talking about? <laughs> I like uh -huh. That works too. Uh, I'm going to pronounce Reg's last name wrong. Uh, Reg, is it Labee? Labee? Labe? Asked if you had any. Um, Titanite in your collection. Titanite. 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 Yeah. Yep. 
Thank you. Yeah, I didn't think you're talking about the stuff that explodes when you shoot it. <laughs> uh, um, yes, yes. Uh, there, there's there's a place not far from me, an hour and a half drive, called Titanite Hill, and I've taken some great samples off that hill. It, there's a lot of appetite there as well, but Titanite, yes, I've got Titanite. I love this stuff. It, it when it forms the crystal, it ends up looking like a tomahawk. And you know, a lot of times it's small, but I've got I've got ones the size of my fist. Interesting. And they're, they're beautiful. The only trouble with it is it's actually considered a gemstone. It's um, it's not really hard. I think it's again around a five or five and a half. This winter I'll probably try cabbing some, but I'll harden it first. Oh, you. So you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. How do you harden something? I'm no expert at it, so what I'd suggest if someone's interested is Google it. But the method I like is you can buy a tube of epoxy that you mix with water and you leave it in there for one to three days, take it out and uh, let it dry. And uh, the rock is supposed to be harder. Huh. I haven't done enough of it to really know yet. Okay. Yeah, there's other ways, depends on the mineral. Some people heat, heat their, their, their rocks up. There's, there's a bunch, there's, there's a couple of websites that have like five or six methods. But this one sounded like the simplest one to me. Yeah. Well, I've seen you yourself as you heated or warmed a few stones before you put your wax on them. And I was wondering if there was. Oh, but that was different. Yeah, that was just so I could put the stick on it. Okay. All right. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. But when, when these people harden, I think they're putting it at low temperature for a number of hours, like overnight, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think it really depends on the rock and how it's affected. I tried doing it. You can also with heat sometimes change the color. So I collected a bunch of um, zircons, and I thought, but they just they had a nice shape, but they're black. And I thought, I wonder if I can make them clear by heating them. I tried it because it's supposed to work. Didn't for me. <laughs> but I tried. You know, it was, it was fun to try. Like I say, I like to play with. Is that how they get some of these really bright, vivid colors on uh, agates? Is that heat treat them? Well, they might, or my daughter actually came home with one because she thought it was a great gift. As soon as I looked at it, they said, oh, it's been dyed. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they yeah. Dye, dye them and heat treat them? Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, I and or. Yeah, okay. And or, yeah, That's yeah. what I heard they did with her because... The, the ones you buy at the souvenir shops, you, you go, man, those are really pretty. Those are awfully bright. But it's because they've been dyed or heat treated or, or both. I would say if they're exceptionally cheap, you could almost count on the fact that they've been dyed and that you probably get what you're right. looking for. But I also am no expert. Right. Well, you get what you pay for, right? Uh-huh. Right. Generally. Or, and, and you got to be able to trust the shop. Yeah, and some of them, don't get me wrong, some of those dyed, any dyed stones, some of them are beautiful. I have a beautiful dyed cabochon that my husband gave me. It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous piece. Um, you know, it's so sometimes I think it's appropriate, especially if you try to make some jewelry or learn how to make some jewelry. And then other times it's frustrating that people may be advertising that they're genuine stones and they're dyed stones. So. I like right, Daniel, right. Daniel's trick. He finds pretty rocks and he sprays them with clear coat. <laughs> yeah, 
you dip them in water. Not everybody likes that. Some people, some people don't even like if you uh, put like mineral oil on it. Oh yeah. They consider they want them 100% just the way they were. Urine. Uh, it all depends. Yeah. I, I, if I try to use something on a rock to, to give it a, a temporary shine, I, I like using for most of them armor all. Hmm. Spray it down, wipe it off. But if you don't like it, it'll come off the soap. Just boil it, yeah. or or put it in hot water with some soap. It's all gone again. Uh, hmm. armor so there's there's something. Armor all, you know the the stuff you use in your car. Yeah, never even yeah. on the dashboard and stuff. <laughs> I, I think that's an oil based cleaner, isn't it? Isn't it oil based? I think it's got some oil. It's got some wax. Yeah. It's it's a, it, it's it works really good at most right. rocks. <laughs> so um, I mean, and, oh, oh I was gonna say, and then on mm -hmm. on the silver, like on the metals, it, it, if you don't want to take it, normally you start to really get your shine at about fifteen hundred grit, um, and you can take it to two thousand, three thousand, five thousand, whatever, eight thousand. You can buy even sandpapers that way. Uh, and then you get into the diamond grits, which you even go up to 50,000. If you want to go that far and just want to stop and have something that looks good and feels nice when you touch it, uh, the Meg cleaner, you know, Meg wheels, yeah. polishes you use to clean the wheels on your truck. Oh. Beautiful. Oh. The, 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 uh, the cloth gets black, gets tarnished, and uh, what comes out is it's actually looking pretty good. But if you're selling your rocks, you can't do that. Right. Or you have to declare what materials you put on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. To being honest about it, some people are going to care and some people aren't. So. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned going to Ohio, but I, I love asking. So, no hold bar. You have the biggest budget in the world. Where are you going uh, to search for, for rocks or gems or even gold? Um, and you can pick three places. You get three places to go wherever you want. Where are you going? Okay, big area. Anywhere, anywhere in the On world. The list is, is, is Australia, is Australia. Mm -hmm. yeah. Love to go there. Yeah. But I wanna have enough time to do, to, to do it justice. You know, going to Australia is like saying, hey, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go to Canada. It's a, it's kind of a big place, boy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Need a few months to visit there. I'd probably throw away my exactly. passport. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm Jerry with said you. there's no gold in Australia, so don't bother. <laughs> right. Yeah, we we hey, hear I... that about Utah too, Terry. <laughs> I think we've got a friend right now looking for opals in Australia, like a duck, a Nikki B. I think. She's yeah, Nikki, I guess that's where she's at. Yep. Uh, looking for. Well, that'd be cool. So, do you ever do? Uh, that'd be cool. Any, any like gemstone pay dirt? Have you ever done any? You know, order those gemstone pay dirt? No, pay no. But what I did do is, I won't name them, but a very well-known pay dirt seller is I had a whole bunch of crystals that I did not know what to do with. So I, I shipped them, I, I, I said, do you want them? And just put them in your bags of pay dirt and people can find these things like, uh, 
This one here is appetite. Uh, in a lot of places I go, I can find little chips. And, and some of the chips are, are almost jewelry grade, like they're nice and clear and they're pretty, you know, they're pretty rock. Hey, do you want to throw a little handful of those into your pay dirt? And people think they found diamonds and wonder what the hell they found. Uh, so I sent him, I sent him, uh, I don't know, 20, 30 pounds of just little pieces. Yep. And, and he said, people loved it. They just loved it because it was something else to find, you know, rather than just pick through and find a few garnets or a few, this, that, this, this, he was able to, to, to give them something else. I even sent them some, some bigger crystals. That was kind of cool. That was a good way to, I just didn't want to throw them in my garden. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do with them. And, and in fact, uh, so outside right now, I've got one of the dog bowls is completely stuffed with uh, appetite crystals, just little chips. Right. <laughs> what are you, you going to do with it? Well, yeah, that's, it's brilliant. It, well, what some people do is they put, well, some people put it in their garden because they're full of potassium. I just remember, so it's a fertilizer. I knew that I knew that you could do that, but it's it's weird to be like, oh, and I just put appetite in my garden in it, you know, <laughs> it's helping it out. It's so crazy. Uh, coming from a yeah. a big lover of pay dirt, I am I am definitely more apt to purchase pay dirt that could also include other goodies like that. I'm more excited about you know, can I find a garnet or you know, is there is there going to be something else in there? I love it. I love it to death. Yeah. Well, well, doing your hunting, being, being, tell you out, yeah, being out in the um, the wilderness and the wild looking for these stones, have you had any dangerous encounters with wild animals? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, back, back in the day, back in the day, you had to physically stake a claim, a placer claim in British Columbia. And there was one I really wanted. And what you do is you, you, you square off a post at one end and you take a compass bearing and you walk a thousand meters and you do another square. And then on the, on the claim posts, you tell them how many meters to the right or left you're claiming. And because that's a lot of work just to do that, they actually have to, between the posts, have to flash the trees or tie ribbon on them. And it's in the mountains, so it is a great deal of work. I'd always go 100 meter, uh, uh, 500 meters right as one claim, and then 500 meters left as the other claim. So I ended up with a square kilometer. This one time, I, I actually had a rifle with me, but I left it in my tent, and I had to walk up the side of a mountain, and all I had with me to blaze the trees was a little half axe, you know, they're, I don't know, the handle is about a foot and a half long yeah. and it's got the, the axe head on it. So I'm walking up the mountain and all of a sudden things felt really different. I don't know if the bird stopped twerping or I heard a stick get broken on or something, but I turn around and I could see from maybe 120 yards away down the mountain, there's this grizzly bear walking up following my track and every tree he hit that I blazed he stood up and sniffed it and then dropped down to all fours and walked to the next one and do the same thing so what I did is I backed into uh, an outcrop of rock and I stood there looking at my stupid half axe thinking 
that's not even an equalizer because this is a big bear and he got within 40 yards maybe maybe down to 30 and he took a big sniff maybe the wind swirled or something and he did one of the you hear horses do it <laughs> and he turned around and walked away i guess i guess i stank <laughs> no white meat for but me. i've learned yeah i've learned later that bears claim the territory by scratching a tree and of course whereas blazing was maybe only six foot up maybe five foot up so i would have been a teeny little bear and i was just ticking this guy off because i'm claiming his territory so that was one another one i was in so that one was up in the caribou in bc on uh, antler creek which was a nice historic gold creek and actually the claim went right up the side of what's called nugget mountain no nuggets up there, but <laughs> that's so named. Uh, the other one, which was odd, was I was staying in this little area, this little place called Avola. Avola at the time was considered a town, but it had a store that was run by an old Hell's Angel. And it was mostly bikers that went there, but the best hamburgers. Anyway, I just outside of town as I, I was uh, playing with a creek, panning it. It wasn't a very wide creek, but it was nice and fast. And it was just a nice place to be. And again, the hair stood up in the back of my neck. But what is, and I look over and this, it was a black bear and it was actually coming towards me and it was only maybe 30 yards away. And that was really from almost straight behind me, maybe at a bit of an angle. Because what black bears will do is they will, they will try to wind you from downwind. If they figure that you're interesting, they'll, they'll sneak in two, 30, 40 yards. And then if they still want to do something, they'll charge. And that's why most people who get attacked by black bears are bit in the back of the neck because that's the way they take down big game. But with people, Normally they get bit, bit in the back of the head and then sculpt. As you start to fight them, <laughs> you lose your hair. Uh, so this bear was there <laughs> and it went ha bear, but he only ran maybe 20, 30 yards just to the end, you know, to thicker force and turn around and look back at me. And so I went and got a gun, but as wife, and she wasn't real enthused about someone shooting a bear. And, 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 okay, I'll just ran the story out. I've never shot a bear. I've shot over them, I've shot around them, I've, but I've never actually pulled the pin on a bear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but this one, so, so it was, don't you shoot that bear. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't. And it showed up every day that we were there. And I, I found there was a hermit up on the side of the mountain that said, oh, I'll eat bear. He said, you shoot it, just gut it, and I'll come and get it. And so I decided I'm not going to ruin the vacation. I'll just shoot it the last day. That was, <laughs> that was the only day it never showed up. <laughs> uh, so that, that was that there. But um, when I was in Atlin, I was there for a couple of weeks by myself, my first time there. And uh, I'd actually done online claiming, which is the way things are done now. 
And I just got some places on spec that I thought might be interesting. And so the, the, the top of this, this one creek, it was a historic creek called Wilson. It, it really turns into uh, a marsh. <laughs> it's horrible up there. There's all these trees, they call them. Down south, they look, they look like willow trees. But you know, the willows you get in the swamps. And, but up there, they're called high brush, high brush birch. And they grow up and they go up maybe 15 feet. And then when the snow comes, they'll get pushed down and all this stuff intersects. I still have the scars on my leg from trying to walk through them. Because as you try to step over, you keep banging and banging and banging your leg. I come back just bloody. But anyway, there's one place I wanted to walk up. There was a beaver swamp that had been, that the beaver dam was gone. So it was just kind of muddy. So I crossed that and I went to where this claim was, looked around and went, well, that was a waste of money. Came back a slightly different way because I wanted to see something different. But I crossed my track and I could actually see where a grizzly had walked up uh, the same, well, I could see my, my footprints and I could see his footprints by mine. So he was following me. Never did see him. And uh, he didn't want you to sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they, they can walk pretty quiet when they want to, mm -hmm. even though they're a huge animal. That same trip, the only thing I had as, as a, as a so-called weapon is that this big thing of bear spray. And at one point, I hated having this thing in my belt, so I threw it in my backpack, and I did some panning. And uh, when I was done, I threw a few rocks and my, my, my hammer and got, you know, stuff into the pack. On the way back, I, heard, and I thought, oh, my bug spray went off. So I, I did a circle and hit the creek and walked, tried to wash my face. Huge mistake. It wasn't the, uh, the bug spray. It was the bear spray. Oh, and you get that stuff in your eyes, you have a really bad half hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, I don't know, so many more bear stories. One more. Uh, so one of the places I had a claim, uh, again, on Antler Creek, but it was a confluence of two creeks. So this little creek came out of the mountain and there's antlers going by. And antler would get salmon in, it, in the... Uh, but when we were there, there was always salmon, it seemed, um, which attracted the bears, of course. This, this one day we were going in, uh, and I drove it. I, what I used to do is fly to Edmonton. I had a friend that lived outside of there, so I'd borrow his, his truck, which had a camper in the back, and I'd drive through Jasper over to Prince George, south to Quinell, and then into the Caribou. Long drive. I get there probably driving all night, certainly crossed, well, in, into the next day, thinking, I'm going to have a sleep as soon as I get, it's going to be great. But the, uh, the road into my claim had all these trees that were down in front of it. Tried to talk my wife into going somewhere else. I had a different claim, you know, a few miles away, but she really liked that one because it was pretty. <laughs> anyway, so... I, I, I cut I cut the uh, <clears throat> I cut the trees out with a handsaw and was able to get the, um, the the truck and camper down this trail and and into this this spot for the night. One sec, I've got to sign back in for some reason. There we go, and uh, I'm I'm ready for you know. 
a glass of beer and, uh, and, and just take it easy. So we're sitting in a couple of chairs outside the camper, maybe 20 yards from it, no campfire. And about halfway through my beer, my wife looks at me and says, I smell a horse. <laughs> and this area, probably the closest horse would have been in Wells, which was 70 kilometers away. So I, uh, I uh, grabbed the rifle and I grabbed the flashlight, put it under it, I'm looking around. Never did see it, but the next day I could see where it crossed the smaller creek. And it was like you took a catcher's mitt and shoved it in the mud and my fingers were its claws. It was a big bear. But it was just walking by. It was just walking by. Minding his business. How about any um, yeah. paranormal? Have you have you had any really you know real? At, at, and at the the chat loves to hear this, you know. But any UFO sightings? Any ghost sightings? Any any strange? Bigfoot. Unexplainable. Unexplainable. Actually, last time was only a few weeks ago. Three weeks ago, I was in Cobalt. In, uh, in the night, I looked up in the sky and it was, just a, it was just higher than the trees. There were three lights that came together and then, and then darted out again. And I thought, well, is that military? Is it something? Because there's a military base 150 kilometers south. So it could have been. And then I went, well, no, it's not acting like a plane, not doing... And it did this a bunch of times and then just became one bright light and stayed like that for as long as I was interested. That was kind of weird. I've never seen that happen before. Don't know what that was. Um, I thought originally it was maybe there's a taller tree and I've seen something the leaves are doing because there's a slight breeze. But I, I moved around a little bit and it was, it was always still there. And that was only a few weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, but I otherwise... Yeah, otherwise, no, but my brother-in-law had a cool one when he was camping. He was, they, they, uh, they did a lot of hiking and he, he, he decided to camp overnight under the stars in just an opening in the woods. And uh, all of a sudden the ground started to shake and then the clearing got filled with lights. And he said, the sound and the, the, he just tried to experience everything that's going on. Turns out it was American bombers. I don't know, you know what, which ones it was, but they had their lights on and they did a low level pass over this area. So it was multiple US bombers that had no expectation of seeing or feeling or hearing, but these things are only a short ways up. And with their lights on, he said it was unbelievable. So he thought he was having that experience, right. but it turns out it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but other stuff, typically it's explainable. Once in a while, it, it's weird. You get a feeling that something's going on or somebody's watching you. Um, I would say more often than not, it was, it turned out to be an animal was watching me. So something that actually was alive mm -hmm. versus a ghost. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been in, I've been in a lot of abandoned places, a lot of remote places that could be, you know, was were spooky, but that was probably just my imagination playing on me. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So sorry not to have a really good story. I don't yeah. know. I, I think lights in the sky, like I. 
that's a little bit a little bit more up my alley personally is i'm you know i i yeah. want to believe i want you know i want to believe that they're out there so i love hearing that Our yeah well has, you know if you can't just say because it because you can't explain it it must be an alien like there's a lot there's a lot of in between <laughs> right well you, you but now in cobalt in cobalt there is oh go ahead you don't have to say alien you can just say unidentified that's how I look at it. It's unidentified. You don't know what it is. And, and could it be explained later? Yes. But also, could there not be an explanation? Could there not also, yes. Right, right. You know, for me, it just might have been uh, like Tesla's car going by or something. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But uh, Cobalt actually has its own Sasquatch story. It actually has almost like a Loch Ness story, too, in the big lake there. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Actually, there's a really good story of when they were surveying. So the lake that is right beside Cobalt, uh, Lake Temiskaming, is really right on the Quebec-Ontario border. And so at one point, they decided to send a crew up the border of Ontario-Quebec and survey it and stake it. And it ran right up the middle of the Lake Temiskaming and got to the top which is a really long lake. I don't know how long it is, 100 kilometers or so. And it turns into the Montreal River. So it, 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 it's a large body of water. It's also very deep. It's right along the fault line. Anyway, they were, when they got to the top of the lake, they decided to send this one guy back to get the mail. And the lake was frozen. So he headed back across the lake, shortest distance easiest walk, no woods. And he ran into a storm. To get out of the storm, he, he went to the shore, climbed up the side, and fell into a hole. <laughs> and this is written about in the New York Times uh, back in 18-whatever. So um, he's in this hole in the side of Lake Temiskaming, and he realizes that it's as good a place as any to weather the storm. So he spends the night there, wakes up the next morning, and he can't get out the way he got in. It's all filled in with snow because of the storm. So he decides to explore, and he got some debris and stuff that he found in this cave, lit, and he walked into the mountain. The weird thing was the water ran into the mountain, not out of the mountain that's there, which was which to me was really weird. But I got to tell you, I was in Atlin in a, in a mine and, and that's the direction that the water ran in that mine too. So I guess it's possible. Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, so there he is in this mine. He eventually finds a way out. Uh, he tries to walk to this town called Mattawa he had snow blindness. He had a bunch of different issues going on. Some natives found him and took him there. And he had to be in hospital for a couple of weeks. Coming out of that, he described his story. And that was, again, written up in, in, in the New York Times. He spent the rest of his life trying to find that hole. Never found it. So somewhere along Lake Temiskaming is a cave that runs into the mountain and the water actually runs away from the lake, which again, which is odd, but I saw that in, in that one. 
Now it wasn't a lake, it was running away from the creek, but even so it ran into the mountain. The weird, so, so to tie this back again, what reminded me of the story is the natives even talked about this, like a Loch Ness, some sort of big eel, some sort of critter that was in the lake. Uh, the, the, whites, the whites since have seen some guys ice fishing. It, it came up out of, the, out of the lake where they'd cut the, their hole with a chainsaw. It was big enough for this thing to come through. Uh, but the natives talked about a, a huge serpent that lived in caves. I thought, oh, that might be one reason why they didn't go into the caves. And two, it means there are caves. So it, it, it's quite interesting. And I, I, did, I did go one time with one fellow and spent a weekend with them looking for it, but it was a waste of time. That sounds like a fun time. I would have had a blast looking for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like I said, big lake. How do you narrow it down to this one right. little spot? Right. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, uh, you know, did, did, he, did he really make the shoreline or did he hit one of the islands? Right. I don't know. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and, and if you go just a little further inland from there, there actually is gold. There's around cobalt, it's not, there's like one mine that had gold, but I don't think any nuggets, but you, you had nuggets once you got into Quebec. So it's possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think uh, yeah. Ed went ahead and, and did a drawing. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay, congrats to everyone. Congratulations, Jim yeah. Stone Judy sister. Oh, nice. You'll love it. I, I, I have their address already. I'll get to you, Greg, here before too okay. long. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, so there's, I don't know what order you did them in. If you haven't, then let's just go like, there's one, there's two, and the third one's kind of cool because, well, there we go. As the slice goes, it's got the rind, it's the outside of the stone, and then the slice on the inside. That's number three, or unless you did it in a different order. Uh, you can pick them however you want, Greg. I, I'm just centering winner. All right. I'll, I'll just pick them. Sure, but, well, I'll be happy with whatever one they get. Yeah. That's right. uh, okay, fair enough. That, that yeah, makes it easy so no one complains. Yeah. And now the, the thing about these rocks is I cut them with my tile saw. So they're just rough cut. You will be able to see the silver in them just the way they are. But if you wet them down, or armor all them. <laughs> they will shine. Yeah, yeah, they will shine. But if you take different grits of sandpaper, I like using automotive sandpaper, unless you have a flat lap. And uh, they really will start polishing at about 1500 grit. And they'll shine like chrome. So, yeah. but I'll leave that to whoever receives it. Um. I, I think I'm to like 600 wet sand now on the one you on the one, one of the ones you sent me. So I, I need okay. to stop and get some more wet sandpaper next time I'm at a place I can pick some up. 
That's yeah, a yeah. whole lot of sanding. <laughs> well, you don't have to do it for too long. All you really have to do is take out the scratches from the previous grit. So if I'm doing it, it may only be like five minutes aside at most. Oh, okay. And so if you got if you got to six hundred, I'd go to eight hundred or thousand for your next, and then twelve hundred or fifteen hundred for your next. You're almost there. Okay. Okay. But if you really want to make it shine, go to go to like three thousand or five thousand. Normally, you, what you can do is buy these packages um, from places that do automotive auto body. And they'll come, they'll come with all the different grits and it's cheap because, and they're only like a half size of sandpaper, but that's all you need. The other thing is do it wet. Oh yeah. Don't, uh, don't, don't do, don't do this dry. Cause you don't want, you don't want the dust. You want to breathe it in. Just uh, do it dry. And especially when you get to the lighter, when you get to the higher grits is just use the weight of the rock and spin it around on whatever plate you're using. Don't, uh, you don't have to put a lot of pressure on it. Uh, Otis, there's silver ore slabs, buddy. Some beautiful pieces, too. I'm, I'm about getting yeah, they're pretty power here. With the storm moving in, I like to keep flickering on and off. We got hit really hard about an hour and a half ago, Jess. I was a little worried about losing power here. Uh, this is just now hitting us. So our friend huh. um, William McGinnis asked, if you know, yeah, McGinnis asked, I always think I'm going to say that wrong. What is the largest crystal that you found? As far as crystals go, I found clusters of crystals that were massive, almost couldn't pick them up. But for individual crystals, not huge. Probably the biggest was six inches long and then maybe an inch around, which would have been a, a quartz or appetite or one of those. The, the nicest crystals, though, are smaller. They just seem to be better formed and less chance of being broken or fractured, that sort of thing. What's your favorite that you found? As far as crystals go? Sure. Huh, good question. I recently was at a place that had that had clear quartz and I thought it was amazing to find. So that was nice, some really nice clear quartz crystals. But prior to that, I, I do like the tantonite. I like the stuff that is more difficult to find. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like fishing. I, I, I can go to my lake right out here, which is like 50 yards from my door. I can catch bass all day. When I was younger, catching bass was something incredible. Now it's just they're there, and I, I can catch them, and I'm, I, I lose interest. But oh, this is it? also has the odd walleye. Oh, if I can catch a walleye, that's what I want. <laughs> is there, is there a, 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 a rock or a mineral that that you're just dying to find, and that would just make your your life? <laughs> huh? Um, something that you would go, holy cow, I finally found right. this. I would have said platinum, but I got a little story if you want to hear it. Yes. And if you have the platinum, we want to see it. Well, so would I. So here's the story. <laughs> I, 
used to really be bad about mix, mixing up my rocks. Mix, I, I just load the back of my truck. I'd sometimes come home with three, four or 500 pounds of rock. And then I'd try to separate it when I'm home, try to remember where it was from. Good luck. I, I at one point, went to a local refiner and said, I got all the silver. Is it something you can turn into silver bars for me? And he had this really good XRF machine, an XRF imager. And he said, let me check some of these rocks. And he's only interested in the ones that have big veins in them. And he'd scratch off a piece, he'd stick it under, and it would start printing out all the different minerals that were in there. He got excited because there were some rare earths like nubium and things like that. Um, and then there was percentages of copper and a lot of the ones from cobalt had high percentage of cobalt. Surprise, surprise. Uh, but then silver and, and so he started to separate some of these rocks and said, well, if you can find, if you can bring back in one ton of rocks like this, um, we'll, we'll, we'll refine them for you. I thought one ton like that. <laughs> I gotta go back to cobalt. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but this one rock, he said, but let me show you this one. It was about a five pound. It was inch and a half thick, kind of oblong. And he said, this is 50% because he tested a couple different points on there. 50% platinum grade, platinum PGMs. Because <laughs> it was, it was, you know, platinum plus some of the others. And, uh, and I don't know. I don't know where I found that. <laughs> and <I'm> so, <laughs> and so, <laughs> so five pound rock that if you knew what, where it came from, you go back and get more. I, I didn't know where it came from and I've since misplaced it. Oh, you, you uh, like, to, you must have a lot of rocks if you're losing those, those fancy fancy ones like that. Yeah, it might be one of the ones that Amy threw in the garden. <laughs> but, but even so, if I use a detector, how am I going to tell the difference between that and silver? They look exactly the same. Yep. So I'd once again think it's it's uh, it's silver. <laughs> it's just one of those things. So so platinum was kind of cool to find. I'd actually love to get into a place where I could find a platinum nugget. Uh -huh. I've I've panned and done some prospecting out west where it was possible. Actually, no, not true. I did get one in. Uh, Near the main border in Quebec, there was a place that uh, uh, had, a, had a gold rush a long time ago. One of the first ones in North America, even predates what went on down in uh, Eastern US. They actually found, they found the first nugget by someone when they're watering the horse. And then, they, um, and then somebody else had one in, a, in another creek that was used as a doorstop and somebody finally said, you know, that's gold. <laughs> anyway, so I went and this one creek had all these upturned slate rocks at a slate angle, you know, perfect gold traps. And so I sucked them out with, with a little, you know, sucker and put them in the pan and did some panning. And I got a couple of small nuggets, you know, not very big, most of the size of maybe a rice, and the largest was the size of maybe a pea. But that was pretty cool to find. But what I'd like to get is like a two-ouncer or something like that. Right. That'd be really cool. That'd be uh, really cool. Gold Pro Unlimited asked. Oh, sorry. Up in, up in uh, called Eureka Gold Sands. 
he sells pay dirt that has platinum nuggets in it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he uh, mines out the similkamine, I believe. I think so. Well, that, that has, yeah, there's a great story from years ago that if platinum originally had no value and actually just got in the way of the guys that were trying to pan gold and they had to find a way to separate the two, two metals. Both the only people that, that, that kept it were the Chinese that were mining the same area. One fellow there, when he separated it, filled old pickle jars and then buried them on his claim. And ever since, people have been searching for those pickle jars because every one would be worth a couple hundred thousand dollars. But, no, well, if they found them, they never declared it. Right. <laughs> I right. wouldn't. Smart. Yeah. yeah smart. No, I wouldn't say jack to anybody. <laughs> but there is a, there is a painter seller that does sell uh, platinum nuggets. Hmm. Eureka Gold Sands. Yeah, Eureka Gold Sands. I think years ago, and it was probably on that Sunday night show, I won some Eureka Gold Sands. And I panned them out with my daughter, Amy. Back then, she would have been like six. She's now turning 19 pretty soon. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't that long ago. Maybe she was eight or nine, but uh, I, 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 I have to, I have done some Eureka. I didn't pay for it. That's Gino's yeah, outfit, isn't it, Jesse? What was that? That's Gino's outfit, right? Yeah, it was Gino. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's Gino. <laughs> but I'm so happy. I'm so happy to get it that I actually sent him some silver. <laughs> that, and that was that was a lot of years ago. I just I forgot about that. <laughs> I, got, I got I got some platinum from one of his painter bags. Okay, yeah. but it was a like a, a a true nugget or just just yeah, it was a true. It was tiny. It was tiny, but it was a nugget. <laughs> well, Jesse, uh -huh. uh, I'll get permission to go on our old mile claims back home in Washington if we ever take a trip to Washington. And there's a big hard rock platinum mine above our old claims in Finney Creek carries platinum nuggets. I found platinum nuggets in there before. So does the South Fork Nooksack too. So we'll we'll try and find you some wild platinum from the Pacific Northwest, buddy. If we hey, ever Pacific get to Washington. Yeah, I'm yeah, no you know, fan. I've never, I've been to BC two dozen times. I've never been to Washington, never crossed the border south there. Now, I've been to California and I've been to Arizona and Nevada, places like that. But I've, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of states there I've never been to. I worked at a silver mill in Nevada. A silver mill? No kidding. Yeah. I've was it a ball mill or what was it? I've told this story a hundred times. <laughs> I got stuck. Okay, in, but just I got stuck in Austin, Nevada. My car broke down, um, and and I started working for the Thunderbird Silver Mill, which was just outside of town. And what they were doing is they were uh, clean. They were they were uh, cleaning tailings. That, that had been washed out from a silver mine up the valley and got 
flooded down to a to just outside of town and they set up a mill and we're just scraping all this material off the ground where it all piled up and they were getting they were getting uh but every two days the owner would we would clean out the filters and he'd go into town with a couple buckets of this gross gray stuff that we'd gathered up for the, most days he'd go into reno come back next day he had some silver bars in his hands that was cool you know but yeah that was a we used cyanide okay you know to uh to, to uh leach it no no not to leach it to suspend it cyanide and water and, and silver when it's fine silver like that it's the cyanide suspends it in the water all the heavies drop and then we run the water through a filtering system that captures all that that those silver particles in the filter and then uh we keep clean them out we scrape it all down in the buckets and like i said he takes it into town and comes back to silver you know all those processes were developed in cobalt yeah so cobalt prior prior to cobalt being discovered all mining was except for the use of explosives things like that was as basic as when the romans were doing it and cobalt is is where they they put their thinking caps on and learned how to do things like cyanide leaching or cyanide uh, just they developed a whole number of processes and then that was used in gold mines and silver mines and copper mines around the world. Yeah, it was really kind really, of an interesting, interesting bit of history. Yeah, it was really cool because uh, my job was to take the front end loader, grab a bunch of sand that was laying right there, you know, and dump it in a in a screw uh, separator, and it would uh, and mix the cyanide in with the, there. That water would get shipped out to a settling pond. And then it gets sucked back up through the filters. And he was, these were like, I want to say they were five, six foot tall. They were like the old steam radiators you used to find in apartments. That's what they looked like. Yeah. They were bigger. And inside of them, they had a, you pulled a, a, I guess it would be like a, like a beehive thing. You know how beehives are? You pull yeah, yeah, out. but a filter, right? Yeah, this had a filter in it. And all that, all that silver would get caught in that, and we just scrape it off and stick it back in there, and we run more and just, you know, just throw in a couple more tabs of cyanide. I mean, and you know, no masks, no regulators, no gloves. There's a 55 gallon right. drum of, of uh, little pillow-shaped pellets of cyanide. Yeah, it needs about three of them. You reach in and grab three, throw them in the water, and. <laughs> But we all carried a, 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 a so, sodium cyanide EpiPen. That's what, uh, that's if you got, if you ingested any, you were supposed to hit yourself up with that and it took care of it. Huh. Yeah. Sounds like fun. <laughs> that actually sounds like the same process they're using at Victoria no. Gold Mine in the Yukon. Could you process any of the silver yourself? Do you try to try to pull any of it out of there? No, I uh, I'll, I'll polish it. 
Yeah, so I'll, I'll play with I'll play with some by cutting it, polishing it. This year I'll start cabbing some of it, so I'll make little cabs out of it. As for so the stuff that's in my saw, I, I collect a ton of the just the fines. I'll pan those out and save them, and then I've got a buddy that will will melt it for me. And what he makes is like a, a door bar. It's not certain things burn off when you apply the heat like arsenic, other things uh, stay behind, like nickel. But we can, uh, you can remove nickel somewhat with acids. You, you can play with it a little bit, but I haven't done, I haven't done enough of that. I do know somebody that's local up in uh, Cobol, and he's got a proprietary process, and he's shown me some of his results. They are gorgeous. Either he had this one nut jar or some kind of jar, you know, plastic jar that to me, it looks like what you get the Costco nuts in. And it was full of beads because he had poured the, the, the hot silver into a bucket of water. And as it descends, it forms all these little beads. Hmm. And you could actually take those beads afterwards and make a bar. But he just actually had this big container. And it was beautiful. And then he showed me the difference between a bar that is, I don't know, 95% pure silver versus one that's closer to 99.9 and you can actually tell by the way it crystallizes when it when it finally when when it's done cooling so i thought that was cool but i just don't have the time right now yeah i was uh, so is, is is it something you're considering ever or just not really interested in it or yeah i would consider it uh yeah anytime i just have to <laughs> buy more toys <laughs> I, I just have to buy more toys. I got to buy a forge and some, um, you know, the, the casting stuff. Well, you know, be really cool to make like a me minor coin. That'd be cool. Yeah, there right. you go. Speaking of forge, your friend Explore Underground, Greg, says tell you <laughs> to tell you he's building a ball mill and a forge. Uh, you should like that or you'll like that he said i do like that so here is a really he's a really cool guy i can tell you a story how we met because it was kind of interesting but uh he, but he lives up there and uh one of the smartest guys i know so if he's gonna build a ball mill you know it's gonna work he's gonna build a forge it's gonna work uh and ty it, ty is his name I'm going to see him in, I don't know, when, when's the 22nd, 23rd? That's got to be in a week or so? Uh, week not this weekend, the I'll weekend after that. Okay, yeah, between now and then, i got a bunch of doctor appointments because I got hurt. But uh, as soon as those are done, I'm heading up north. Nice. And, and I want to see some, actually, when I was with Ty, he found a few big rocks with silver in them and... Uh, if he hasn't harvested them yet, I'll have the tools with me to uh, take them apart. <laughs> so if Ty's listening, I will have the tools, my friend. Yeah, he's in our chat room, <laughs> Greg. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll it's actually kind of interesting. I'll tell you like a really quick story. I'm camping with Daisy just outside of town. And I've been metal detecting all day. I 
made myself some supper. I actually went back and some guy blew by me on this, this little tiny motorcycle, like a kid's bike. Yeah. I went, wow. Anyway, but an hour and a half later, I'm about, you know, I've been detecting now in the dark. This, this guy comes back, but this time he stops. And so we, we have a couple of drinks together and we shoot the breeze and I don't know what time it was, midnight, one in the morning, all of a sudden Daisy starts to bark at the forest, but a direction that there is nothing that way. What is over there? But all of a sudden flashlights turn on and the people bug out. It was, that's the weirdest thing I ever saw. And Ty, Ty advised me, he said, you know something? They probably saw your campsite during the day and they didn't think you were staying there. So everything would have been ripped off, uh, maybe move. So that's what I did. And that was when I met Ty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think- Ed Welcome was, to the North. Yeah, I, I don't know if you're in chat or not, but I think Ed was just talking about maybe doing a second uh, drawing. Yeah, here in a little bit, okay. I just warned people to start start making sure they're chatting so they can be eligible. When he uses Nightbot, right? Okay, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen that yeah. bot before. Unless you do a comment or a chat or 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 pin something to to the comment field, you're not included in the draw. Right. Right. right, they have to chat yeah. to be included. Right, so actually, how many people are watching? Uh, 43 at this time. We had a little over 50 earlier. Uh, cool, okay, well then seven lose out, right? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Well, if they're lurkers, we love our lurkers, but if they're lurking, they don't get a chance to win, you know, Greg? Oh, guys, uh, all, all you guys got to yeah, do is yeah. say hello. That's it. Just say howdy. Howdy. Right. <laughs> That's to get right. Silver. <laughs> lurkers are going to be lurkers, though. It's like the watching. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. we still love our lurkers. <laughs> as long as but they're if watching. Wins, <laughs> if Ty yeah, wins, yeah. But if Ty wins, draw, draw another one <laughs> if Ty wins. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you heard him, Ty. So, um, do you do? Uh, are you doing um, full-time YouTube? Is that is that your job right now? Yeah. Well, I've got a real job. Um, in tech, and uh, at some point, I'm going to retire. But the last little bit, I've been on disability because in the spring, I had a tree drop on me. It broke my back in two places. Oh. I broke my leg. I collapsed the lung. I had a concussion. And then, you know, <laughs> and then there were bad things that happened. <laughs> right. Anyway, no, I, 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 had, I had quite the accident. And uh, they're probably going to want me to go back to work soon because I'm now somewhat mobile. Um, and, and most of my job is actually on a computer and or driving into a meeting or something like that. And I, I can do both, I think. So I'm just waiting for the doctor's A-OK -okay and then 
we'll see what's what. But I would like to retire. I got 37 years in, it's enough. Our, our, um, I'm sorry, when I asked that question right then, I think I cut Ed off and let him let him announce the win winner. I'm sorry, Ed. Oh, you didn't cut me <laughs> off. <laughs> okay. And that was Ohio, Ohio Relic Hunter, is that correct? Yeah, our buddy. Our life of the chat room, Ohio Relic Hunter. <laughs> he, he's a regular uh, here. Congratulations, yeah. Bill. Yeah. Happy for you. Looks like Jesse got bumped off. That the weather was I don't know if you guys are getting it or not, but there were some really intense thunderstorms here in our area area earlier today, so if he's getting what we got, it was, I mean, there was, there were a couple times where I thought I was going to lose power. It's saying for us about midnight. Yeah. 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 He's, he'll get it before I do. And Dano, I'll get it before Dano. Of course, it all depends how it's tracking, of course. Right. But from the looks well, of it's it. Supposed, it's supposed to be up this way as well. Oh. It's coming, yeah. It's, it wasn't a joke. It came in quick here, too. Huh. So uh, when you when you do your retiring, do you plan on continuing the, the YouTube? You seem to have a, a incredibly successful channel. Is it something you're wanting to grow? Sure. Actually, what I told my wife is, if I hit 100K, I'm going to retire. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a great goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're close. You're getting there. Yeah, yeah. you're... You're almost two thirds there, you know. Right, and I think as you get larger, that you exponentially grow faster. Mm -hmm. It was it was uh, took a long time between say a hundred and a thousand, a lot less between ten and twenty, and a lot less between fifty and seventy. How long? But but the other key what was going to say the other key is this was Casey Neistat said this, and I I I, I listened to it when he first posted it probably eight, nine years ago. The one key is keep posting. Mm -hmm. And so when I got hurt, I didn't post for a while. It just dropped off. As soon as I started posting again, hey, we're back in business. That drives me crazy about YouTube. Like, can't you have like some vacation time or something, you know, <laughs> right? You just gotta, no. keep, gotta keep it consistent. You really do. No, keep them happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the make the uh, Jagger song? <laughs> Can't always yeah. get what you want. No. Well, that's one of them. That's one of them. But I'm just thinking more of uh, if I cut my heart out. And anyway, it's, <laughs> would it satisfy you? Oh yeah. yeah. So other than and I, I too also say consistency is key. Say we've got we've got no, it's not. No, no, no. When you got a video, post it. You know, when you when you're at a million views, a, a million subs, yeah. yeah, yeah, start being consistent. And, and but but otherwise, you got a good video, put it up. How Doesn't often? Matter. How often are you? If if you don't mind me asking, how often do you put videos up? When I got one ready. That's it. Okay. <laughs> That's a... Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll sit on it for. A, 
a few hours. Actually, the, the best thing to do is to lo load it and let it sit unlisted for two to three hours mm -hmm. and then post it. The, the big problem is YouTube continues processing your video. And if, if you just publish right away, this can sometimes be legs in your sound or your audio gets screwed up. Mm -hmm. and, and in your video, there can be wobbly things that happen in there and it's avoidable. Just let, let them sit on it for a while. That's it. Make the video, post it, do the best job you can with the editing. Yeah. You don't have to be perfect. Yeah. And in fact, once you try to get perfect, stop, post it, make a new video. But learn from the previous one. Mm -hmm. And 90% of learning from the previous one is don't record that same way. The biggest problem for most of us that do this kind of thing is you are a rock hound or a metal detectorist or a treasure hunter, and you are trying to record while you're actually your primary thing is trying to find, um, and you're also trying not, to trying not to fall down a hole or bump into something or you know whatever else is going on. Filming or videoing is probably like number three, <laughs> and it shows when you try to edit. <clears throat> I don't know how much video I threw away because I did this, mm -hmm. and everything is is crap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or, or I, I, you know, I thought I captured, and a lot of the stuff is, I got one time to capture it, you know, acid because it just eats everything away, or I do a cut and it's done. But it's amazing how forgiving the audience is. If you just explain what happened, or use a bit of imagination. If for some reason, when I was cutting with the saw and everything was shaking, so I got no video, just take the rock, put it back together and say, well, here's the rock I just cut, pull it apart like an orange. They're happy. They want the grand you know, reveal. People are pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not all like Peter McKinnon or, you know, some of these fabulous videographers. Heck, when I first started, I didn't know where I could get editing software. So I actually went to like a, a local store and said, can I buy editing software? And it was like, no, just download it. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and yet I work in tech, right? Or, or I looked at the cameras and it was, well, how do I, how do I make this work? And it's, so I started with, you know, some of the cannons that were smaller and easier to use and, but it made horrible video. And then the GoPros, but every year they get better. I just heard today the GoPro 10 is coming out. Normally I skip. I've got a I've got a three, five, seven, nine. Mm -hmm. So normally I wait for an eleven. Yeah. I'll see what this one does, but yeah. I might might get the ten. Because the nine is incredible. Actually, what I want to do in this come coming up, and I talked to Ty about it, is uh, because it does uh, horizon. If your video is doing this, like you're in a jet ski or whatever, well, I mount mine in the back of my dog. And before, it would make everybody seasick because it, she's a lab. And so she yeah, kind of yeah. does this and she walks. And the video is like this. Well, I think the nine <laughs> will fix that. Oh, no kidding. 
and maybe the 10, which isn't due to, we have snow here. Um, the 10 might even be even better. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the technologies are getting better. Yeah. The, uh, the editing software that I use is free. I just use iMovie. Um, I think everybody should have a YouTube channel. And I support it. You know, a lot, you know, there are some YouTubers that I don't want competition. Well, that's just dumb. How many right. videos can you put? Right. How many videos you can do. you put out yourself, right? Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, well, I agree somebody... with you about that competition stuff, you know. Uh, that takes the fun out of it. It, it. I, I've seen a lot of people who even used to work together and collab together get to the point where they're like, oh, now we're competition. And it drives a wedge between them where you can't yeah, let that dumb. happen. No, it's just dumb. There's enough room for everybody. And as well, if somebody posts something and it does really well, take a look at it. Try to figure out why that one did better than your videos and make one better. That's all it is. And, and we all learn from each other. Right. Uh, I learned from Polly. Polly learned from Dan Hurd. Uh, I, I spent a number of hours talking to Aqua Trigger just about, you know, what he does and why he does it that way. And, you know, how much editing he does, you know, minimal versus some of these other people who try to do a Peter McKinnon video. Which is great. You got the drone shots and you've got the uh, the great angles and everything else. Do you have to do that? No. Um, actually, my best video so far was my daughter and me. It took us less than five minutes to 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 record it. It took me less than ten minutes to edit it, and it's got like five point something million views. Isn't it funny how that works out? One of our best our just, first video. Yeah, we, we, we were barely looking at the screen. We were too nervous to even talk to the camera and it's still one of our best videos. Well, there you go. Yeah. And there's no explaining it, but you don't have to explain it. Because I've, I've spent other videos where I took hours of footage and more hours of editing. Probably on my worst <laughs> videos, you know, an hour worth of, uh, a one minute worth of footage was an hour worth of editing. Mm -hmm. By the time you, you do all the changes necessary, and so if it turns out to be a nine minute video, that was nine hours of editing. It's like, are you kidding me? Right. And then you get like 1200 views. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but hey, find out why. Now for me, part of it is, the big thing on clicks is, What's the description? But even more important is, is what is the thumbnail? And I spend like zero hours in thumbnails. <laughs> I'll just kind of know. <laughs> I, just, I just don't. It's just, you're going to watch it or you're not. And it is what it is. And, and then some people, they discover much later because, you know, they missed it. They start to enjoy the channel. Okay, what did you do in the past? And they go find it and yeah. they watch it and yeah. it's all good. It's all good. What I don't like is people that really clickbait. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, the description or the picture is just wrong for the video. 
I think we could talk. The about other thing, and I'll, and I'll tell you, the other thing I don't like is YouTube allows you for longer videos to say ads in the front, ads in the back, but also in the middle. Uh-huh. I do not like watching videos with ads in the middle. To me, it destroys the, you know. What's oh, going on there? I so. agree with you right there. I won't put mid-roll ads in anything. No, no. And the people that do, that's usually where I bail. I hit that, you know, once in a while you get the ones that come up, you just have to the X to get rid of it again. I'm slightly okay with that, but they, they want to take my time and, and, and go to 15 seconds of this that flips over to you're, and then you got to skip that one. No, I'm gone. Unless it was a hell of a good video. I'm just gone. Right. Yeah, that's... The other thing I noticed was... Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm, I agree with you. That's a big turnoff. Is, uh, right. Mid-roll ads. A lot of times, except for some personal friends of mine, the Treasure Vixens, I'll... I'll put up with them uh but uh <laughs> sorry rose <laughs> uh, a lot of times i'm with you there once they hit and if they're more than a couple and they're really close it seems like i'm like oh my god really it's worse than prime time well, they can be four minutes right so in a 12 minute video you can get three different ads in the middle it's just just crazy. Oh, is that right? One, six. So you get a four, eight. No, you get two in the middle. But uh, on something that's longer, it's just it's just ridiculous. So what I do is I do like watching YouTube. I like watching YouTube, but things that annoy me, I won't repeat my own channel. And I've seen the same thing said by like Steve Lato, Steve Lato, Lato, the lawyer down in Michigan. He said the same thing. I'll put an ad in the front. I'll put an ad in the back if you want to see it. The middle, no ads. I thought, cool. I like that. Um, other people are just, you know, whores for the ad revenue. And hey, if it works for you, good for you. But it's not for me. Yeah. Right now, I'm pretty much only concentrating on live stuff, Greg. So live is, you know, live is cool, but. I guess the problem is not everybody has two or three, you know, one to two hours to dedicate to something like that. Right. A lot of time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, with editing, you can edit out all the stuff that might be a bit slow. I'll tell you the other thing I did was I was watching my daughter with, you know, TikTok and whatever else she's got going on this device and that device. A lot of times she'll run like three devices at the same time. So her concentration isn't in any one particular place. When I first had videos, she could not watch more than like one minute of it. And she'd lose interest and in, in be looking at her phone or walking away or whatever else. So I, I really, it really got my attention. I thought, well, that's the age we're in that you truly have to keep the attention. And how do you do that? And you can learn an awful lot from a number of the how-to channels, how to do videos. Mm-hmm. And then other stuff is just develop your own style. 
but it's 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 even things like camera angles. Um, there's an awful lot if you want to get into it that you can do to increase your attention rate. But I discovered a new one if you want to hear it. Sure. On iMovie, they got something called flipped. So what you can do is you can have, you're only, only working one camera. So I'm doing this one here. Wait a second, let's do it this way. And it's a filter and you do flipped and all of a sudden you're over here like this. So where you really use that is you've actually with me, it's I will talk and then I'll pause and I'll think about the next thing I want to say. I really want to cut out that pause. <clears throat> if I if I go if I just do a just a hard cut between the two, it's a bit awkward. So what you want to do is probably change the size a little bit. So I go from you know this size to this size, and then you do this flipped, and it looks like it's a different angle. It really looks like it was intentional. It is a really cool feature to do. And it's so easy, so simple. Anyway, so if you're editing, there's all these little editing tricks you can do. Some are just tricks, but some are just really incredibly effective. And they're out there, you know, usually the problem with a lot of the guys telling telling you about it is it's a 26 minute video and you got to pull like that 20 seconds out that you go, oh, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I have yeah, yeah, just so like... much in editing, Greg, that <laughs> it's so old. I just kind of like, boy, I I got stuff from right now. This shows we're on our fourth year live. And I, I have stuff tucked away from two years ago. And it's like, it's so old. Do I even want to edit it now? <laughs> right. If if it's appropriate, but actually, I just found yeah. I, I was uh, yeah, really I was trying to life. find a card. Hear that? Did you have video from my now? I did. <laughs> no, you really? broke up, Jesse. <laughs> I said you probably got video. <laughs> from five years ago oh i probably do well actually longer than that i have a edited i have video from when i made my trommel from in the shed with ed days that hasn't seen the light of day it hasn't even made it into my editor so but <laughs> yeah well, I found I found some some cards when I was actually trying to. I actually ran out of space in all my cards when I was up north last time, and so I tried to find another card to use. And I went, "Oh, wait a minute! I've never published that video." So I've I've actually got some really good video from up north that's like two years old. <laughs> some has snow in it and things like that, but it's still good video. So everybody's got that. <clears throat> The other thing that uh, AquaTrigger just discovered. Here's another thing too, people don't, or they think they need a really expensive camera to do this video stuff, and you really don't. If you got a decent phone, you know, it's it's all about editing. Taking your video and then learning how to edit. 
It doesn't need, you don't need an expensive camera or, or a bunch of expensive no. equipment, even expensive programs. Uh, you know, you just got to get out there and do it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I use iMovie. Don't let that stop you. Right. No. No, but, you know, there are cameras and there's cameras. Now, I wouldn't expect oh, yeah. someone to be filming with like an iPhone 3. But if you got an eight, no problem, do it. If you got a ten, even better. Um, the the software I use is just iMovie. It's free, but it's on. You got to have to have an Apple. But prior to that, I used whatever Microsoft had that was free. It was fine. It worked good. Um, yeah, you don't need the equipment, and, and actually, a lot of people, you got to ask yourself: Are they viewing for the content? Or are they viewing for the experience? And if you want to be one of these guys doing the experience, like vlogs about nothing, good for you. But that's probably not for us. We probably have content we want to share. Hey, I'm finding something really cool. Or I'm in a place with amazing views or both or something like that. You got to find your own niche. You got to figure what works for you. And not every video will work. If you can take a look at it, there's probably a reason. Or maybe there's not. It was just the algorithm or it was the, the, the day you published or who knows what, right? If you publish something in 9 11, I bet you on rock hounding, people weren't that interested. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. realistic too, sometimes you do make happy contact. You know, you have to accept the fact that sometimes yeah. you're going to put something out there that's, that's actually crappy. Yeah. And you go, oh, well. Yeah. I've actually gone back. I've actually gone, gone back and deleted a bunch of my earlier videos well, for sure. that reason. They were just, they were so <laughs> awful. They were so awful. I'm not proud of that. And then other you, ones, it was well, like, you, you know. To be able to, to realize when you do do that, and accept the fact that, okay, I made this crappy video and let's move on. Let's learn from it. You know? Yeah. Just yeah. Admit the shame of it is I also had to remove some video that I wore the wrong hat. I had one that was, to me, was a hunting hat. But on the little sides, it had these little tiny Confederate flags. I no, got no. so much, so much bad comments over that. I got tired of deleting the comments. It was uh, like, I'll just delete the friggin' video. Uh, and that's another thing too, as a, yeah. as a as a YouTube content creator, creator, you have to learn to have a, a, a thick skin too, because you're gonna have- Oh, you do. Have, oh, you yeah, do, gonna, but, but, I, but I gotta tell you, the, the guys, the people that make the nastiest comments, some of them, I just try this with my shoulders, because <laughs> I, I can't get my, my screen sh uh, straight. <laughs> but but listen to them because a lot of them are absolutely correct. If you really want to improve, don't, don't listen to the people who say, you are the most amazing guy I've ever watched. You're the right. professor. No, it, it's the guy that says, you know something, your audio sucks. They'd be like, you know, you're right. <laughs> Maybe I can do something about that. See, well, that guy can't be right. Let me check. Oh, he's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I shot this at a better angle. 
But you know, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and, and and we are our own worst critics first. What well, we are, we can be. Yeah. Um, but but some of these people come out of the woodwork, and they, they've got a comment that hurts when you first read it. But you know something? They're the ones you learn from. Right. Because they've got something important to say. Here's my shoulders again. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Let me try this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely, it's like, you know, uh, learning how to play chess uh, again with someone that doesn't know any better than you do. You're not going to learn. You know? Right. You, nope. you got nope. to play someone better than you. You got to listen to people that are criticizing you because it, they may be anus orifices about it, but what they're telling you could be true. You like that, Rose? Well, yeah, it usually is true. I like that. <laughs> it usually is true, except the hat. Except the hat thing. Those guys, those guys will go bite me. You know, it's just I'm in Canada. <clears throat> my my experience with the Confederate flag was watching. Uh, Hot, hot girls and, and guys driving fast cars with 99 written on them. And that was it. You know, and other than that, it was just reminded me of a hillbilly. And <laughs> I could be a hillbilly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but you, but you got to you gotta have a thick skin. Over it. Yeah, that? Gotta, I definitely got to have a thick skin. No, yeah. definitely. In worst case, you get a really nasty comment. Delete it. You got right. that power. Yeah. Oh, one of the yeah. pieces of, of advice that we received, and it was, uh, I always forget his name, and it drives me crazy because I loved that show, is we pin our most negative comments to the top. We pin it right up top, and we don't say anything. We don't do anything or say anything. <clears throat> okay. Well, let, I know some let your audience that. take care of it. That's Rose. right. Well, yeah. That's right. Because they will too. Yes, they will. What's that, Polly? <laughs> no, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Polly did it either. It was the the veteran whose dog was poisoned in Australia. Oh goodness. Um, uh, bogus. Thank you. Yes, yes bogus. Oh, uh, Chris, bogus. bogus. Yeah. Yeah, it was the best piece of advice they ever gave us. The second I got it, that's what we've used from from there on. We put it right up top, and we say nothing. Uh, Every once in a while, if they insult Angela, I get on there and I'll say a little something. But um, for the most part, we let our fans do it. Angela's your daughter? Uh, no, she's my magnificent partner. She's the other vixen. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, I have to ask you. What, what have you found with your magnet that's worthwhile doing that makes you keep going back? Uh, for me, the, the answer that I get the most was um, a wagon wheel. I mean, it was pretty epic for me. I couldn't believe we pulled it out of that area. It was, I mean, it was just, it was shocking. Like not from a red rocket, you mean a real wagon wheel. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> this is absolutely right. Um, okay. A lot of people always ask, you know, do you like the guns? Do you like the knives? And those are cool, but those are not my favorite. I like older finds. I found a ice cream uh, turner, you know, the top that you put on yeah. the buckets and turn your ice cream. We found two of those and those tickle me pink. So I'm a big fan of, of older historic finds. Um, cool. it's, it's really what keeps me going back. Because I still have a magnet on a, on a string on a wind up in the back of my truck. I haven't tossed it in a piece of water for a long time. Time to do it, man. Got to get it back in that water so we can find. 
Yeah, but it's iron. <laughs> now, if we can find gold. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah, no bad. Yeah. Right. Some semi Einstein out there work on a gold magnet for us. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I actually worked with a guy. He was a funny guy. He, uh, we were working shift work. So, you, you know, and the midnight shift, he actually had people, he had a magnet and he stuck it to the glass on the supervisor's cage. So the supervisor looked out what we were all doing and he goes hey look at that the magnet sticks to glass i wonder why and then the people would would scratch their head and they'd go try and what he had found was a little spot where someone had stuck something up on the glass it was sticky enough that his magnet stuck but anyway it was it was uh his other thing on midnights was i wonder how they make glass and it was just the funniest comment at least it was funny to me um Anyway, that was that was back in the day. Just trying to trying to get people to 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 react to things that were dumb, and it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty easy nowadays. Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's too easy nowadays. Yeah, back then, at least people at least people had thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> But that was back in the day. I used to work for an airline. And then I could fly. Well, the problem was when you first started working, you, the first year I got no vacation. The second year, because I had three months of the prior year, I only got three days, and then it improved. But it was like the first three years, I got like almost no vacation. But I could fly. I got these passes. I could fly anywhere in North America for like 30 bucks. And then I could fly to the Caribbean for four. It was it was like dirt cheap. As long you know, and uh, it was shift work, so I get three days off anyway between shifts. It was great. So I, I got to see a lot of the world because of that. So I got to see Europe, you know, places in Europe, and I just took every vacation I had, any days off I had, and I flew somewhere and did something. I, I ended up actually I would. Um, I sometimes go to Jamaica for three days and there was a place that I could detect that I'd find on average one piece of gold per hour, usually men's rings, but sometimes something with diamonds or a chain or something like that. And I had a, I don't know if you guys have in the States, but um, Crown Royal, which is a kind of whiskey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Comes in, a blue, comes in a blue bag. Popular, popular whiskey here. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, that, 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 blue, that blue bag, I had one that was three-quarter full of rings. Oh. Just that I found in Jamaica. Wow. And then my <laughs> wife, who's Dutch, my wife, who's Dutch, knew um, a jeweler in Holland. He'd actually pop the diamonds out and give them back in an envelope, but he wanted the, the gold and platinum, and uh, he'd pay her good money for it. But that was her spending money. Just take a handful, go to Holland. That was her spending money got cash from the jeweler and uh, <laughs> they're all gone. But that was back when gold was like three to 15 ounce. Should have kept them. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they say about happy wife, so it's all good. That's right, that's right. Yep, yep. Moto Mining won our last drawing. He's a oh. British Columbian from yeah. Vancouver Island though, so. Yeah. 
You want me to disqualify him, Greg? No, I'm just Who kidding, is that? Moto. Uh, Moto Mining. He's Moto from Mining. Van Don't know him, but he's from I Vancouver said, said, Island. He right. uh, is on on Vancouver Island. Is he down? Where, where is he from? Down by Victoria or further north? Um, I I know he mines with Andy Thrax and Polly quite a bit. So if he's with Polly, he's down south. Probably, probably. Well, so, Polly moved not too long ago. He don't live in Victoria anymore. Oh, oh really? South Island, he said. In South Island. Okay, yeah. South Island. Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'll ask him about that. Uh, I I used to go over to the Vancouver Island all the time when I lived in Anacortes. Um, right. Yeah. Fair. Okay, I used to take I used to take the ferry either to Victoria or Nanaimo when I was in Vancouver, and then I go fishing, go jigging for salmon, and uh, one of the times I went out. And all I caught were these like two, three pound, I call them uglies. I was catching dogfish and these uglies. And I went back and dropped the boat off and he said, how'd you do? I said, hey, no salmon, but I got these uglies. He said, well, what the hell's an ugly? <laughs> and I described it, he goes, those are rock cod. I think the guy was gonna pound me because he said, those are the best tasting fish ever. But I threw them all back. <laughs> remember email me your shipping address moto so i could send it over to greg i might have it somewhere but i don't want to look for it i thought you sent me some stuff so. but yeah I usually don't keep addresses unless I have permission. Yeah, I don't keep any of them for the same reason. Looks like more. All right. Oh, Thanks, buddy. Facebook's fine. So. You'll like it, definitely. I know I do. I, I got to get some more sandpaper, though, so I can wet sand those <laughs> further down. <laughs> Next time, I'll ship it with the sandpaper. Oh, <laughs> uh, sandpaper's cheap, Greg. I, oh, uh, I know it is. Um, Cheaper than shipping. Yeah. Um, I hope you had as good of as good of a time tonight as we have greg i enjoyed this you know something this is only my second like live stream so in no both times both times i drank a bottle of wine but this time this time my friend i actually ate before i did the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh so when you were on digging with dj's show you didn't eat before huh wasn't wasn't that wasn't that drinking with teach Drinking with you, yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, it was for me, man. <laughs> that was that was an empty stomach. I actually hadn't eaten at all that day. Ooh. If you can believe it. So I, I, uh, 
when I got out of the hospital, I, between the medications and just lying around and everything else, well, be, even beyond hospital, I got, a, I got a gut that I want to get rid of. And so I've been following like kind of a keto diet and uh, um, intermittent fasting. And that was one of the days that I didn't eat until like it was supposed to be like the carnivore supper diet. <laughs> now, I know with that diet, you're also not supposed to drink wine, but hey. <laughs> I get it. I have those diets too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to, you could, you know, I'll follow this one and this one and then try to pull it all together in something that makes sense. But I do want to get rid of my gut. So we'll see. Anyway, so yeah, so my drinking with Deej, that was the first one. And this is my second one. Oh, okay, fun. I, I I had a blast. I had a blast. I, I hope you guys did too. Oh, that was great. I I I know the last time you were supposed to have been on a year or so ago, you had your accident and it just yeah seemed like a few things hit you back to back at that time. I'm really happy you were able to make it this time. And uh, sound like Rose did a great job and Jesse didn't have to talk much. He always yeah. likes that. Rose did an amazing job. Oh, the only thing is, I, I get this screen that shows up with a sketch of Flash. It says Flash Fam. And every time it comes up, I don't, what was it, Queen? Flash. Ah. <laughs> anyway, that's what I think of. <laughs> Sorry, man. Oh, no problem. You, you, when you did that, you reminded me of a British friend of ours. Not a great gamer. <laughs> Just, he'll, he'll say that all the time. Flash. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget that was that was, was something to do with uh, Flash Gordon, right? Right. But it's Queen. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but as soon as it came up, it just every time it happens, I go, oh, shut up, shut up. All kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, like anyway, I, two hours flies by quick. I, I, we got that number because it seemed like an hour was too fast. But yep. unless we have someone really interesting like you on, sometimes we go over into overtime, like now. Uh, but okay, well, um. It's like great. I said, it was, it was good fun. And uh, anytime, man, I'll do it. So if someone bails, I'll come back. Oh, oh excellent. It's just a good way to do it. Thank you very yeah, yeah, much, yeah. Greg. It was a pleasure having yeah, you on. Actually, probably, yeah, and, and probably for me, because I'm so freaking inconsistent, probably someone that bails the last minute, just tell me to come on and I'll be there. Versus uh, you set something up like like three months before. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing in 
I don't want to do it in an hour, let alone three months in the future. Oh, I'll, I'll make a note of that right now, Greg. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I do, I do schedule people way out, way out. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not dependable that way. That's good. That we can deal with. What's that? If we can call you okay. on a moment. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. We can, we can do all that. Absolutely. We just may very well do that. Uh, again, okay. thank Sounds you good. very, very much, Greg. Everybody out there, thank you all very much. Congratulations, Moto, Bill, and um, Judy. Uh, you'll love the specimens. As soon as I get your mailing addresses, I'll get them over to Greg. And believe me, he ships out quick. I know he's a busy man, but he does ship out quick. Um, let me see. Next week, we're having Gigologist with us. Um, should be a good show for all you metal detectorists out there um what what am i saying should be a good show it is going to be a great show um thanks all again for joining us until hey, next uh -huh. quick. you say something real quick oh okay we got a comment in here from uh, explorer underground he says one day i'll be famous enough to be invited for a live stream <laughs> Well, you never know, Exploring Underground. I might get a hold of you. You're it. I, I don't care if well, you have... Ty. Ty, I don't care if you have 300 subscribers or a million subscribers. Right. I, I've had both those. I've had Aqua Jigger on, Adventures with Purpose. I've had the famous Me Miner on. And then I've had other people with just several hundred on. I, I'm here to let your light shine, everybody. And we all love treasure. If you guys want to be on the show, get a hold of Ed. Email him. Let him know what your YouTube channel is. We'll check it out. And if you're in our wheelhouse, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm. Chances are I'm already sub to you anyway. So. Right. <laughs> or at least one of us is. <laughs> right, right. But again, another good show, Ed. Right on, uh, Ty. Sounds good. I'm sure you have some great <laughs> stories, too. Uh, all right, everybody. Until oh, I, guarantee you, I guarantee you, Ty has some good stories. He, uh, he does go underground in places that I would not ever go in hey if my dog daisy won't go in i'm not going but i will well yeah that's the stuff we like to hear about yeah definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah most hey, definitely so and he took aquatrigger listen i i have to pick up my kiddo from work you guys i'm so sorry to bail out so quickly what Oh, Greg, it was a pleasure, but I'm going to be late. I'm already late. So, okay, sis, so go. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry to bail out. It's all right, Rose. Go pick up your kid. Get out of here. Good night, guys. Good night, Bye. Mrs. Briggs. <laughs>
And on that note, thanks again, Greg, Jesse, Dano, all of you out there, the Flash family. I greatly appreciate all of you being here every week. It's because of you we love doing what we do. Until next week, may you always have a flash in your pan. You know what he's going to say next. That's right, Jesse, because it does happen. Maybe one day, too, we'll meet you on the river. Good night, everybody. God bless. Love you all. See you, Otis, Greg, Jonathan, friend. You can always watch the replay, buddy. Jefferson State, go to one. Hey, you missed it. Watch the replay. Right, right.